You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. It's definitely one of those days where I come in and I'm like, wait a minute. Uh-uh. Who's coming in? What did I wear? Oh. I feel super frumpy. Like, usually when we yeah. have them in, I try to like look somewhat like a human. Yeah, see, I, I never think to do that. Oh, I always do because I'm like, all right, like <laughs> uh, like there are some, you know, we have a lot of people in here. Some people like I feel I want to get a little more dressed up for. Uh-huh. And then some, you know. It's Didn't like, think about oh, that today, matter. though, did you? I know. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I forgot to, but uh, good thing he's really, really nice. Hello, yes. everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. So we've got a we've got a full show lined up for you today. It's a Friday. It's chock full. Chock full. Mm-hmm. Chock full of stuff. Um, but before we get into too much show, we want to start off by playing the interview that we just had this morning. We did this morning. So this is probably like the, what, like fourth, fifth, third, I'm not fourth? sure. Because we've, we've hung out with him outside of the show, yeah. too. So maybe I'm counting that as Could be. what we've talked uh, about. We are talking about comedian, musician, author, actor. Well, I don't know how many different things he's Lots, got to his title. Things. Yeah, all, all of those things. things. And more, Greg Barrett. And he's also a friend of ours. So yes. we, we uh, have had Greg on uh, a few years back. We actually all ended up hanging out. We've talked about this before on the show uh, at one of the after after parties for Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Yeah. It ended was, up going, like, wandering down the street and, like, finding some well, random rave in the middle of nowhere. Well, you should explain it, though. We were all hanging out at the, at the after party, and then we heard the rave down the street. It was one of those things where Bridgetown Comedy Festival, they had the, the after party, like, kind of in this industrial district district here in Portland and we were hanging out and we kept hearing this music and seeing all these very scantily clad I don't know how old uh, people walking by all covered in like fur and like glow sticks yeah, and, glow and sticks. all kinds of all kinds of crap and and so we were sitting there having a beer and we're like you know what let's go see what the hell that is and let's we walked around the crazy train and see where it's going and we walked around and went outside and it was one of those warehouse parties like a rave we did not go in we looked like the creepy uh, probably aunts and uncles or parents of somebody no Greg was actually joking and he's just like Barrett, I look like yeah. I'm your yeah Greg Barrett he's like I, I look like I'm your dad or something <laughs> as we were walking around <laughs> yeah and so sat there and uh, looked and realized how creepy we were and then went back to the party we were supposed to be at for yeah. the old people the old people party yeah the old people party <laughs> not really uh, old people party there are lots older of different than ages oh. definitely older than older the, than a rave than the party. Fur-colored, uh, covered teenagers. Yes, yes absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Greg is in town this weekend in here in Portland, Oregon. It's uh, let's see, Friday, uh, February twelfth, February twelfth, mm-hmm. right now, and he's here for two shows tonight, two shows on Saturday, and a Valentine's Day show on Sunday. I mean, it just happens to be Valentine's Day. I don't think there's any special theme to his show no, as he no. talks about. Um, but Greg Barrett is is just fantastic. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. That's where all those shows are going to be. Uh, definitely. If you have a chance, go down and, and see him. I see. mean, his energy and his positivity, and you'll you'll hear it in the interview. He um, he's very he's very wise. Yeah, I will say that. Like, I, he's very inspiring to listen to. Like, he really will, is inspiring. He does touch on this at the beginning. So uh, recently, within the past year, he had found out he was diagnosed with cancer. He's okay. Yeah. But he kind of talks about going through that whole process uh, along with all the other things that he's been working on and like what kind of uh, that kind of facing death. What yeah. That, 
what perspective that taught him. Yeah, and how you know, which is just it's truly inspiring. And he's a he's a wonderful human. Yeah, and what we were talking about funny. as far as the uh, dressing part, he's very well dressed. He is a fancy man. Yeah, he always is is dressed to the immaculately, nines. but it's dressed. not the kind that he looks like he's trying. He just always just looks. No, like that. he's just a fashionable guy, he is a and fashionable that's why man. you know compared to me, we're on the opposite uh, ends opposite. of the spectrum, yeah. completely, yeah, hundred percent to zero. Yep. Yeah. Well, yep. zero. You're giving me a zero. Okay, twelve. Let me get this. Can I get a five? Twelve hundred. Sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. We are complete opposite on that mm-hmm. end. Um, but yeah, wonderful guy. Really, really funny. And so we're and just going to great outlook. Yeah, so we're just going to kind of play our interview with him here right off the top, and then we'll have the rest of the show after that. Um, but yeah, we start off kind of referencing you know what he's been through in this last year, and then we get into all kinds of topics from there. Mm-hmm. So here he is, Greg Barrett. <laughs> he's at Helium Comedy Club. This weekend, get your tickets at Helium Club. It's get- like you talk for a living or something. I know, right? <laughs> get your tickets at heliumcomedy.com, and uh, go check out Greg. Here he is on Fun Employment Radio. Back up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You know what? Let's just roll into okay. it right now. Welcome to Fun Employment Radio with Greg Barrett <laughs> right here in studio. Hello. How are you? Now, should I be able to hear myself my headphones? Because uh, I don't. Should. Yes, all right. Let's turn it up a little bit. How about now? As, um, there's a, there we go. There you okay. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have musician okay. ears. Yeah. There yeah, we, we have, go. Yeah. And I'm an old oh. man. Also, I'm an old man. No. But I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't hear myself. And then I thought, well, I'm just, I'm having a seizure of some kind. <laughs> and, you're having an episode. Yeah, I'm having an episode. Well, we are very thankful that you're feeling 100% okay because that was yeah. scary. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that little thing that happened to you. I had that little thing. Thing, yeah, a little blip. Um, yeah, my, you're talking about my talk show. Yes, your yes. talk show. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, even though it was 2006, I got through it. Um, <laughs> oh, thank God. No, I, yeah, I had uh, I was diagnosed last year on the road. I was in Australia, and I had stomach aches that had been diagnosed as gas in the states. Um, and it turned out to be um, tumors, so that's Jesus. not good uh, doctoring. And you found uh, it on the road too. That's yeah, not good doctoring. Well, you know what? It's like I. Like when you look back at something like that, you start to realize, oh, I, I know, I, sh- I, sh- this was happening a while ago. Yeah. Like I was unexplainably bloated sometimes, and then I'd have these stomach aches where they kind of come and go. And I went to the doctor, and because they don't take a photo of your insides, they just, you know, they did a blood test. They mm-hmm. did it wasn't in my blood. It wasn't in my or everything else was fine. I checked out perfect. My heart rate was good because I was running like three, four miles a day. It's like everything was fine, but I had these stomach aches that would come and go. And then I was in Australia, and they just escalated over eight days. They just went to like to the point where I was like in, I was in pure agony, like Ugh. like literally like I, I was in so much pain I couldn't cry. Like oh, I was man. like, oh my god, this is insane. Um, and so I went to the emergency room, um, and they're very cool there. They they do paperwork later. Like they just take you in, they and then oxycontin. So that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, and then they took a photo and they're like, you know. But I I, I like to tell people like, if you're gonna get diagnosed with cancer, Australia's the best place <laughs> to hear it, just because they say cancer. And it just doesn't sound <laughs> hard to make doesn't that sound, sound real, yeah. threatening. <laughs> like even if you were trying to go, you're gonna die cancer. Well, you just say cancer goes up at the end. <laughs> the upward like inflection a, makes it more. It's got comforting. that upward. Yeah. It's like on the upbeat. It's like a scar. It's yeah, like a scar thing. It's yeah. like a scar. So yeah. So anyway, the guy they said you have tumors in your in your Jeez. in your belly in your intestine. And uh, you have to go home. And I was so high at that point from the pain meds that I was like, oh, back to my apartment. They're like, no, to America, where you have to go home to America. You, you have to take your cancer home. You can't have it here. <laughs> so they gave me a box of Oxycontin and told me to get on an airplane. And then I flew home. And um, 
I was so um, so because I was in so much pain. I was then on painkillers mm-hmm. almost until July. This was on Easter. So I get on the airplane. First off, I'm so high that I pack super neat, like really neat, like everything's like color. Like I remember like spending a long time packing my bag, but I also put a knife in my backpack. Oh. And uh, so as I was going through security, the knife rang a bell and the lady goes, uh, you can't uh, bring a knife. And I said, well, I have cancer. And then she was baffled as one would be because that's not the right, that's not the response to that. You, you can't bring a knife as it usually followed by, can- I have cancer. Yeah, I might just cut it out myself on the plane. <laughs> so she said, well, I'm sorry you have cancer and I'm happy to give you a hug, but you still have to leave your knife here. It was a Swiss Army knife. So um, anyway, so then I got on the airplane and, um, and they put me in first class. So I'm like, oh, I'm definitely dying. And they, uh, you know, the fancy lay down seats and all that. And they oh, put I've never me- been in first class. Is it as magical as it sounds? It's... On those on those international the long flights, ones, yeah, it's insane. Like one of the best stakes I've ever had was on an international flight. Like yeah. it's unreal. Like what they can. Then you realize, oh my god, you're really getting screwed. And, and <laughs> oh I fly, yeah, and I fly economy everywhere. Like yeah, I, yeah. it's not worth the money. Like in the states, right? It, once you've flown to like Australia or South, you know, South Africa, which I've been to, six hours I can sit in economy. Mm. You know, you got your headphones, yeah. you're fine. But on those long flights, it's hard. So. They seat me in first class, and they put me next to a guy who turns out to be the drummer for the band Switchfoot. Now, I don't know Switchfoot, but I know they're a band. They're Christian rock? They're Christian. Okay, that's it, yeah. Yeah, I've heard, I know the name, I just don't know the they're band. They're 90s well. Christian sur- uh, uh, surfers, they're Switchfoot, okay. like that. Well, I grew up in and, Bremerton, so I know MXPX. So they're in like that same. That's right. Yeah, that same they're genre. In that, right. They're yeah. in that. They're, they're, it's that, like, they're like lightly Christian. It's like sprinkled with Christianity. <laughs> yeah. like just enough a, for some extra sales. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. It's a ruse to go surfing. Like they use Christians to be able to travel around the world <laughs> so that they can go surfing. More power to them. Very nice. They're very handsome. The drummer was a very handsome guy. Anyway, I sat next to him and I said, look, I have this Oxycontin and I don't know. Like, I don't know if you've ever taken it. I don't think so. Have you ever taken? I've, I've had like oxycodone for Same something. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it was for um, like a tooth thing. Yeah. Right. It's it makes you. I mean, obviously, it kills the pain, but it makes you the most agreeable human being on the <laughs> earth. Like you, you're not just happy. You're also into other people. Like you're like, I tell me about your shirt, bro. Like I'm in. <laughs> I don't care. You can explain biophysics to me. I don't care, man. You just seem cool. So. Anyway, I said to the guy, look, I don't know what this is going to do to me, but make sure I don't do something stupid like take my shirt off or give you a kiss or walk around the plane. You don't want to be the story. You don't want to be the the airplane guy story. So he was like, yeah, no problem, dude. I I got your back. So anyway, I took the two Oxycon and I slept for whatever, 17 hours. I slept the whole time. I got off the plane. He uh, walked me to baggage claim, helped me get my bags. Said he'd said a prayer for me, and then he loved me, and that I was going to be fine. I bend down to pick up my bags. I turn around, completely gone. Like, what? gone. Like, just not just... there. Like, it wasn't like there was a lot of people at baggage claim. Like, there's no... I don't know what... I was like, oh, my God. I just hallucinated. <laughs> oh, my God. But I was like... If, why the drummer from Switchfoot? Like, if you're going to have a massive <laughs> hallucination, yeah. why not even just a friend of Jack White's? Like, why the drummer from a band whose music I don't know at all? So, that anyway, is... but he was lovely. He was lovely, and, and, uh, um, uh, and yeah, and I guess it worked. And he can teleport, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can. Yeah. He can cure cancer, because six months later, I was cancer-free. So, wow. I'm like, um, I had a very treatable, uh, it's called... Um, um, 
uh, Hodgkin's uh, non-Hodgkin's B-cell lymphoma. So okay, and it was stage two, which means it's just below the belly as opposed to up or the diaphragm or whatever. And um, and so the 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 chemo pretty pretty much took care of it. Yeah. Wow. Um, and you still have your uh, wicked pompadour too. It, my hair came back thicker. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It comes back thicker sometimes and really? a different color. Yeah. Well, not for everybody, remember. I'm with three men in here with three nice heads of hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't come back at all. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about, though, after, uh, I'm assuming yeah. after you after, lost it. For, yeah, after, after chemo. chemo. Yeah. You yeah. lose. You guys all have glorious they, hair, though. They, they, you lose all of your hair. Like eyelashes. Oh, what, eyebrows, like eyelashes? Everything. And I got to tell you something, man. Like, you don't know... Like I understand the Brazilian now. <laughs> like it's not, it's it's functionally, it's amazing. You've never felt so clean in your life, dude. I had no idea I didn't feel clean till I had no ass hair. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, this is a miracle. Like I would do that again. Like just because you just go, oh my god, this just feels. How does it happen? Does it like fall off and? It just falls away. Yeah, it just uh-huh. goes away. I mean, I don't know where it is. <laughs> I, I mean, we clean our sheets a lot, so I mean, when, but I mean, yeah, you don't really notice it, but all of a sudden you just don't have hair, it just stops growing. So yeah, wow. so it all comes out. So you lose all of it. So no ass hair, good. But as an older yeah. man, no front hair, bad. That's yeah. a bad look <laughs> yeah. on a giant baby. You don't show anybody. <laughs> you don't show anybody. You know, you know. And then the no eyelashes and eyebrows is where you look spooky. Yeah, that's the part that makes you look like. Oh my God, that guy's gonna kill somebody. <laughs> like that's because there was a kid in my school named Eddie Bryce, and and he sat behind me in math in high school, and he used to pull his eyelashes uh, and his oh, eyebrows out, pull them out, and then he put them in his textbooks. What? And then that you, is so and then when awful. and then when you caught him, he'd just smile at you like you and he had a secret. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, to be honest, I don't yeah, think I don't no. think I don't think Eddie's with us anymore. But but Greg, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the creepiest many, thing anyone's ever told me ever. Isn't that amazing? How many people sm- did Eddie remove from this world? That's I what I want to know. I, like, I, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Eddie Bryce. I mean, it's not even a great name. But I was always like, because I remember looking at him one day going, <laughs> it's a good serial you're a strange looking dude, but you're really strange. And like, you, it's such a weird, I'll never forget, there was a, the replacements were probably my favorite band. Oh, they're great. They did an MTV interview one day and I was like, you know, they were notoriously fuck ups. Yeah. And I was like, what is wrong with these guys? Like, they are just, they look ill. And then I realized they'd all shave their eyebrows off for the interview. <laughs> Just because? Just because they wanted to look like they had downs. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, they want their foreheads to be really long. Like, I don't know. I don't mean to offend anybody. I just, I don't know. I think think that's even what they said. They were not, you know, they were not career-minded. It was just all their inside joke. Yeah, yeah, no, they were never trying to, like, there was never a band that tried harder to not win than the replacements. (laughs) They're like, we're going on TV. Let's wear a diaper. How about not wearing a diaper? How about just playing the song? You have a break to be on Saturday Night Live. You're going to yeah. blow it? Yeah, we're going to blow it. Okay, good. <laughs> let's go ahead and shave off our eyebrows and come out in diapers. Okay. Yeah, let's make everyone look like we're really, <laughs> something really wrong with us. So, but those are my, so that was the, that was the upshot of it. And the chemo was pretty tough, but not as bad. Like it's, it's unlike anything you'll ever experience, you mm-hmm. know? So it was, it was difficult, but at the same time, it wasn't, um, that it was worth the trade. Of being yeah. here, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like yeah. it, was, it was, it was worth all that. And I love how people are like, um, you know, you, the you really fought cancer, and it's like, well, you know, I I eat pot candy and watch Netflix. It wasn't much of a battle, you know what I mean? Like you don't do anything. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not brass swords and dragons. You know, you're you're just sort of laying there, letting your feel your body be a battlefield for drugs, and then you 
you know, eat and have juice. And hope it works out. <laughs> and yeah. hope that it works out, yeah. I think so. an optimistic attitude goes a long way, too. Oh, and you've course. always yeah. had that. Well, you know what's funny is that when they told me in Australia, they said you have uh, cancer or you might have cancer, the very first thing I said was, well, I've had a nice life. And the guy goes, well, we're not picking out headstones <laughs> yet, dude. But my first reaction was like, which is good to know. Like, I didn't know I felt that way, which is just like, you know, I was 52. I've done some cool things. I have an incredible family. I love my wife. I love my girls. Like, if I'm not around, they're going to be in perfectly good hands with my wife because she's off the chain great. But at least I went for what I went for. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, Yeah, you gave it a shot. Yeah, it's not like any of my band yeah. succeeded. It's not like, it's not like, it's not about that, but it's like, I feel like I didn't waste this. I didn't waste mm-hmm. it at all. So like, I try and tell people like, if you're not doing what you want to do with your life, man, you should start tomorrow. Cause you're, you'll be real. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you been that close to death, which I was pretty close. Cause what happened was when I came home, they sliced me open. They took out my appendix. They found I had cancer. They're like, go home, heal up. Then we'll start the chemo. I went home and my intestines stopped. And they're like, oh, my God, it's trying to kill you. So we need to start chemo immediately. So I was very, very close to not being here. And so I had that weird appreciation where everyone will say it. But it's like, you go, oh, yeah, I don't hate people anymore. I'm not mad at you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you don't think about your Twitter fights. Right. At the, You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. your Facebook friends or it's like. Not any, worth it. With it just nothing matters. Yeah. Like, nothing matters, which is a great way to approach everything after that. Because since is, then, everything's uh, been really, stand-up's been fun. Everything's been yeah. fun. You and know. what a moment of peace to reach, like to know that like you're on the precipice there, and that's your instinct. Like, oh no, I I feel good about this. Like, I feel good yeah, about my life. Yeah, about what I have. Fifty two is a lot of years. Like, I, we're always like, oh, that was young, and you're like, oh, I mean, fifty two is a lot of years. That's mm. a lot of miles. Like, you know, I'd like more, definitely. But I also, if it if it if it doesn't feel like enough, you wasted it. Yeah. Mm. You know, if it doesn't feel like enough, then you're not then you're wasting it. If you feel like you're not getting enough time, because you never know what's going to be taken from you, but you should definitely. You know, if you wanted to paint, paint. You know, right. I mean, you're painting. You ain't. I want to show everyone your paintings, but the point is, you paint. <laughs> you know, um, Greg, you're like a you. like a fashionable Buddha over there. Well, you have I all mean, these words of wisdom. I'm loving it. Well, also, and also, but yeah, but I'm also I'm also singing the virtues of oxycontin. I don't think that's a great <laughs> thing for a sober person to do. But but I will say there's something like there's something I was I said last night on stage, which I don't think I've said that often, but. Whatever it is that's in OxyCon, we should figure out a way to make that a thing and then drop it on the Middle East. You know what I mean? Like a thing that makes everyone super agreeable. It's like, like, let's just take it. Tell me about your God first and then I'll go. All right. And are you hot? Because these robes are killing me, man. This is ridiculous. And I like your beard. I'm going to say it right now. I like your beard. Anyway, you go. I like that logic. You know, it just, it's truly weird. Like, there is a part of us that there is a very, like, they're just access, drugs only access you. Mm. You know, so there's a part of us that has that inside of us. And I wish that right. we would figure out how to get people there you know what i mean without making a highly addictive drug that can kill you right (laughs) or or lead to heroin which you know they're blaming they're saying that that's where the rise in heroin has come from the from oxy all the the over the counter drugs yeah because Uh, you would think that would be the next step but i don't think so because having had oxycon i'm like heroin people sleep yeah oxy makes you i wrote like crazy because i had to be on it for till about like july so i wrote like crazy i you know you, you you're um you get lethargic, but only physically. Like chemo doesn't make you. You still. 
your mind is still going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just don't want to go downstairs. Yeah. Or upstairs, <laughs> either way, wherever you live. Just eat your pot candy and watch Netflix. Yeah. Did you go back through and like when you were writing that stuff, have you looked back at it at some of it now? Like what was I what was I thinking right there, here? Or there's some of it because my wife and I are finishing up a book we're, we're writing a book called um, How to Keep Your Marriage from Sucking and it's supposed to come out in March. Good luck. Oh. And um some of it, I was like, what was I thinking that day? Holy cow. Like, it just starts to get almost metaphysical. And then, but for the most part, yeah, it was all good. You nice. know what I mean? Like, it just, I think you, when you're free of judgment, you just write. Yeah. You know, you just go and you just, you know, you just write whatever. I play a lot of music. Like, I spent, I mean, I used the time pretty well. Um, well, it seems like you're con- you're involved in so many projects. I mean, with the book, then with your, you started a new podcast. I started, well, you know what I got asked to- Just Keep Them Alive, which is the best name ever. Thank you. I got asked to do a podcast, you know, because I had the podcast Walking the Room, and I really loved it, Mm. and it was funny, and it was great. And after it ended, um, mostly because of my travels and the cancer and all that stuff, like, we just didn't have time to do it anymore. And also, we both felt like not everything has to keep going. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of a complete journey. It feels like a book. So we decided not to do it anymore. And then somebody said, do you want to do a podcast? I'm like, if I can't do something that'll be as good as Dave's and mine, then no. Mm. And they go, what about about parenting? And I go, absolutely not. That sounds worse. (laughs) And then they said, it it would be with Bob Forrest. Uh, Bob Forrest was the lead singer of Thelonious Monster. And then he was also on Celebrity Rehab. He's Dr. Drew's partner on that with the long hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's an old punk and he's awesome. And so... It's he's twice divorced with a five-year-old boy and a 23-year-old boy, and I'm married <laughs> with two little girls. So we have a lot to talk about. And so it was a good opportunity, and it's turned into a, kind of a nice podcast. It's funny. It's sweet. It's about parenting, you know. That's great. Um, but also he's his best friends with the Chili Peppers, and he's you know he knows everyone that was ever in music. So we talk about that stuff. And Oh, that know. must be exciting for you as a fellow musician. Oh, my God, yeah. And yeah. He's like, yeah, but he, all he said to me, and I was, I was talking about it this morning, he said to me, man, I wish I'd gone into comedy. And I said, why? And he goes, because we're the same age and you're still working. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. He goes, no, truly. Do you have a job next week? Yeah. How about the week after that? Mm-hmm. How about the week after that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he laid some real shit on you. He yeah. Like, you get to work, man. He goes, man, comedy's so much cooler and it's just you. And you don't have a don't have to other. worry about a band. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, I just want to be in a band, man. Right. I just want to play music. <laughs> I mean, Grass I is see, always greener. I started playing with just a drummer, and now I realize like that's the way to do it. Like Jack, yeah. Jack, Jack, Jack White figured it out. Mm. I mean, he stole it from the Flat Duo Jets, but he figured it out. Like if you play with just a drummer, and all of a sudden you realize, wow, I can't, I can't screw up the song because I'm the only guy playing it, right? Except for the drummer, and he has to follow me, <laughs> which is not the way drums works, but it is one right. I play. <laughs> you know, drummers are easy. They're nice. They're like having pets. Oh yeah. I'm sure all of your drummer fans are like, I really hate this guy. I really hate him. Stone, just uh, ignore this part. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought I hated this guy. They're adorable pets. They are. They're adorable. They bang on their little drums and stuff. They're super cool. They got a lot of energies. They got to reload and pack up those drums. They're usually really agreeable, too. Super agreeable, yeah. yeah, Because what else else can they say? Cool. Drummers are usually pretty good looking, too. And they they can be. They can be. 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 They're always the most trouble. Yeah. Meg White was awesome looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're trouble. Yeah, that's the joke I make. Like, (laughs) I talk about my daughters, how one of them is really pretty bright and the other one's not. And I talk about about the fact that we got a little dog, you know, and and they named it Waffles. And I go, you know, that's unfair because, you know, at some point you'll go to college, one of you. (laughs) 
and <laughs> the other one will live with a drummer. And every time that slays, oh my that God. slays. But sometimes when it, I, I, and I go, no, that's unfair. That's unfair to drummers. I mean a DJ. <laughs> anyway, a guy with a laptop. He had a laptop. I'm not even positive he was a DJ. Yeah. He had a laptop and, uh, you know. <laughs> that's magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, so tell us about the, um, the Flying White Falcon. So the that's flying white falcon. Yeah. yeah. So that's my amalgamation of everything. So as uh, some people know, in 2006 I had my own talk show, and and uh, it wasn't great, and it got canceled. And so what I, the flying white falcon is? It started as a band. It was mm. me and this drummer. We started a band. We wanted to play what I call gas station reggae, which is just sort of reggae influenced rockabilly. Okay. Which I so, love the description. I was reading that uh, Sublime meets Greasy Diner Food after a night of disco. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. The drummer yeah. is unbelievably talented, and so it's good for him to get to down to play with somebody who isn't and then <laughs> i imagine that i have my talk show back but it's hosted by the band but the band is me and then i so i would open the show with two songs which they would never do on tyra and then and then i take oh, relationship i take relationship questions but i ask another comedian to come up with me and i let them answer because i was a comedian who answered relationship questions like last time i had jen kirkman yeah this time i'm gonna have karen kilgariff and she's gonna answer all of it in song and then I interview somebody who I just think is fascinating or that I love. Like, um, I had a guy named Jensen Carp. Do you guys know Jensen? Jensen. Follow him on Twitter okay. because okay. he's unbelievably funny. Jensen's story is unbelievable. He just uh, wrote a book called Kanye West Still Owes Me 300 Bucks. <laughs> he was uh, a kid living in Calabasas and he won a rap battle on a radio station 45 weeks in a row. And so he got a record contract with Interscope. This is before Eminem. And he was 45 his, weeks in a row. That's some pretty, crazy that's thing impressive. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was on his way to becoming the first, one of the very first white rappers, minus the Beastie Boys. Right. Um, and he made a record with Interscope, and then they shelved it. And then it got picked up by EMI, and then he decided he didn't have the guts to go out and be a white guy who was also being like a black. Like, mm. he yeah. felt suspect. He felt not. Because um, I used to say that about the reason I don't own more rap albums was I felt like a poser. Even though I liked it, I didn't want to. I felt like yeah. I was appropriating or trying to be a part of a culture that I wasn't a part of, which is so stupid. That's what music is, mm. right? But for some reason, so I only you owned, had it in your head not to. Yeah, I only own the one record, LL Cool J's uh, "Walking with the Panther." That's it, because I like the song. <laughs> I'm the type of guy. So anyway, it's a good album. yeah. So anyway, so I interviewed uh, Jensen, and um, uh, and then this next one I'm interviewing Chris Fairbanks, who's my favorite comedian. Oh so, yeah, Chris. Chris is great. My favorite yeah. comedian. Yeah, he's I, fantastic. I, yeah, he's uh, like I took him on the road. Yeah, we've and had I, him in I, here I, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. he's amazing. Um, and then that's it. And then it's also a podcast, but I want it to be a TV show. So I keep hoping that it'll turn into a TV show. Just oh. put all of it into one. Yeah, that's all great. Of it into one yeah. thing. Like why not? Yeah. Because here's the thing: it's really hard to get work as a band. Mm -hmm. um, it's really hard to get a TV show. It's but you can also have a podcast. Like it's like I'm like, like why don't I just do it all at once? Yeah, and make up my own rules. And people can love it or hate it, but at least I'll feel satisfied. Mm -hmm. Right. You're you getting know. a little bit of each thing that you like. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just so that people will watch me play music. <laughs> I'm such a poser. I'm such a poser. Well, you're doing it's a good job way, at it. It's just the way I stand there. Like, I got all these moves. Because for the longest time, I didn't know how to play the guitar. I would just stand in front of the mirror with it for years. Like, really? Like, I would get caught in the dorms at school going, dude, what are you doing? You're in the hallway here. <laughs> I go, I know, but I got this, this explorer, man, this white explorer. Like... You yeah. guys should play sometime. You know, Greg uh, plays the bass guitar. I do. That's, I do. Or the bass, yeah. however you say that. Yeah. Yeah. And do you love it? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I don't get to do it that much anymore just because too. I've been so and so busy. Sing? But yeah. Mm. So that's the thing I never did that I just started doing. I don't do it very well, yeah. but I do it like a, a couple of friends were like, you do it well enough to 
you know, yeah. you're not, you're not like that, that. The other thing you remember sometimes is like, not everything has to be what it's what's going to be your life. It right, can just mm-hmm. be a thing you also do. So I'm like, well, I guess I could sing well enough to, yeah. you know, and you know, we only the songs are all a minute and a half. I wouldn't take up too much of your time. <laughs> if I was in a band, truly, if I was in a band, I would be in a band that would only play for 45 minutes. I think that's the perfect amount of time to oh, sing. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good. Have set. you ever seen the yeah. dwarves? No. Okay, that's what they do. Like their their um their shows are basically like forty like all their songs are like a minute and a half, two minutes long, and then just like they pound them all out and then it's done. I think people will like that. You it know was what I mean? it's pretty entertaining. As long as you keep the energy up throughout, and then yeah. I mean, you have to have a real lot of hits to play long. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, the Foo Fighters, I get it. They got a lot of they have songs sure. you forgot they had. Like they have a, a a cadre of stuff that they can play, but most bands you're like you got the two things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, space them out in a 45 minute. Maybe you got when three hits. When you're gonna play hits. at the beginning, when you're gonna play at the end. That's right. Yeah, yeah. for the second and then song of the album. There's encore. the filler, and somebody might kind of recognize one in the middle. Exactly. You and know? do a cover, and then yeah. there's a cover. <laughs> yeah. That everyone likes the most and goes, oh man, I should have just gone and seen the Goo Goo Dolls anyway. <laughs> so what know. cover do? You, what's your favorite cover to play? Well, I did start to learn how to play "I'm That Type of Guy" by LL Cool J, rockabilly version. So I like to, That's I like awesome. that. But I also play, um, I play instrumental covers. Like I do um, "The Wedge" by Dick Dale, and I do um, nice. Jack the Dick Ripper. Um, I do Jack the Ripper, the uh, Black Widow, not all in the same set, and um, uh, uh, Jack the Ripper, Black Widow, and Rumble by Link Ray, who's my favorite. Uh, musician of all time. Oh, that's awesome. He's the guy that invented. You've heard his music, maybe yes, in uh-huh, movies. Yep. He invented distortion. He was the first guy to. He put a pencil in a in the speaker cone, and it made it. You Is know. that how he did it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's. And he's still cool. not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm trying very hard. I've actually. Here's how famous he is. I've gotten to know his people, so not famous at all. Like, <laughs> they write me the, all the time. <laughs> you can write them on Twitter, and they'll immediately yeah. write back. I've made a cover. I'm doing a cover. So with 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 uh, Greg Brown, the Flying White Falcon. We just we've made a cover where. I play the song pretty straight, but the drums sound like um, a disco track from American Gigolo. Oh, nice! So there's like this really cool, yeah, yeah. There's this really cool. It's still the same song, but the drumming is so bizarre and great because the guy that drums for me is so good. Oh, that's so. Cool. so yeah, can, and he's uh, young. can you find the songs online? They're not done yet. We haven't made the record out. As soon as I do, though, I'm gonna debut it on Fun Employment Radio. Oh yeah. my, Greg. I would. Yes. I told you. That would be great. You guys. I was yeah. actually going to ask you if there were any on, and if, if, yeah, if we could have the, if you wouldn't mind us playing one once. No, it comes absolutely. Out. Yeah. No. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, you're welcome to play any of the old Reigning Monarch stuff, but as soon as we have something, I also have a song that I wrote with words called Mac and Cheese, <laughs> which is about loving Mac and Cheese. <laughs> that's my favorite food of all Sarah time. Sarah does love Mac and Cheese. Like, that, that's no um, joke. I'm going to dedicate you, the song to you. Are you a craft person? Or do you like I, the homemade, like fancy? No, no, like, no, 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 no. Okay. I, no, I always find that the craft wins every time, win. every time. Every and I've time. had the oh, you put bacon in it. There's a, there's, I don't know if there's one up here, but there's a mm. mac and cheese truck in L.A. Yeah, there's, there's one, one here, here too. Yeah. yeah, and I like it. I like the effort. I get it. There's Alfredo, or you put blue cheese in it, or there's whatever some ham, but. I don't know. Then you just have mac and cheese. You go. Oh, this is gonna. I know this it's is better. It, it was. It so you was, don't need to. Da- you don't need to fancy something up that's already perfection. The thing is, it, it's, it's done. Yeah. Like we yeah. you should. We're done. You can do what you want with this, but I feel like it's done. No it's additions. Like a second hole in a donut. 
I'm gonna put a second hole in there. So it's got two holes. Now, now it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Look at how cookie it is. Now it looks like an eight. It's an eight. That's an eight or something. I don't understand. Or there's less donut. <laughs> Watch out, Greg. Someone's gonna steal your two hole donut. Oh my god. <laughs> I hey, could well, see that happening okay, here. We already figured it out. We have uh, <laughs> trademarked. Fu- trademark. Fun employment two hole donut truck. We're cutting it out. We're gonna bleep this section. Yeah. <laughs> the fun employment two hole donut. It'll just truck. be two hole over and over. We won't say what it is. Two hole me. Yeah. Two yeah. We'll yeah. bleep it out because next time I come here, we'll have the van. We'll do the show from your donut van. From yes. our donut truck. For the yeah. album release and party. Then we'll, and then we'll, what's, what's the famous donut place here? Oh, Voodoo Donuts. Uh, yeah. Whatever, Voodoo. How many holes do you have? <laughs> One Exactly. Oh, ba- oh, bacon, maple, blah, blah, blah. We have just a regular donut. Two holes. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> Greg is here. Okay, first of all, a comedy show would be the best thing to go to uh, for Valentine's Day. You yeah, know, sure. You know, screw going to, I don't know, some shitty restaurant or yeah. whatever. Go and be entertained by this beautiful yeah. man. And let me tell you this. It's a not, I, because I wrote the book, I think people are like, oh, I don't want to go to a relationship show. I don't even barely talk about relationships. If you're in one, great. If you're not, great. It's, so don't feel like you can't be single and come. It's not Valentine's themed. It's just on Valentine's Day. I'll wish you a happy Valentine's at the beginning and then tell you what a crap holiday it is. And then we'll get to the me talking about fingering my dog. Like it, it, it just, it'll be, one which, is, which, is one of my, which is one of my relationship stories, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, if you want something interesting to do, do this. Go, go to Helium. Absolutely. Go see Greg. Uh, we, Greg and I can both attest. We've seen him several times, and it's, he puts on one of the best shows I've ever seen. Right, so, absolutely. Best. Yeah. Heliumcomedy.com. You can get your tickets right there. And so it's two shows tonight. Two shows tonight. Two shows. Uh, Saturday night and then uh, one show on Sunday. Nice on Valentine's Day. That is Valentine's Day. That is. Yep. Valentine's that is Day. actually Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah. So seven thirty and ten tonight. Yeah. Seven thirty and ten tomorrow, and then one on Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. And then where can people follow? What's the best way to get all your information? Just Twitter. Twitter. Got Twitter it. is like Twitter's like home base. Like if you if you don't know who I am, go to YouTube. And then once you've enjoyed me and you mm-hmm. won't be able to do anything but enjoy me, <laughs> or just go, this guy's such a dick, then go to Gregory Barron, at Gregory Barron, and then that leads you everywhere else. My my um, my website is going to be turned into a store called the Pompahawk Chop Shop, where I'll be selling I saw yeah, it's all, yeah. all manner of um, Greg Barron-themed products there. You Including your patches. There. Yeah, I have a, Which I have a patch sweet. with my screaming, uh, this is my screaming back from cancer face. So the patch sort of is like, great. And it's yeah. a logo too if you go to the website. It's a logo, yeah. And yeah. then there's t-shirts with it on it and then and then my friend just made a scarf last night so we're going to sell scarves. <laughs> um, I should be the I should be a comic. So he he sells scarves and hair products. It's really like it, a thing for It's it's more like um, Avon? Did you ever have Avon come to your house? Oh, yeah, yeah. my mom yeah, did. It's like a gathering of ladies. <laughs> so did, have you uh, coined the term Pompahawk yet? I haven't you done anything with that. that. I need to trademark it, I know. You need to trademark that now. I know, I know. I forget about stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, even though you do, people still... Like, you know, I have one of the bigger catchphrases around there for a while with he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. Everybody stole it and reused it and oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff. You really can't do anything <laughs> with it. Oh, Yeah. You know, but you're right. I should. I should trademark. Yeah, that. that's clever. It, it flows. It's clever. And, and it is my haircut. You can imagine. And it's it. your haircut. It's like half a mohawk, half of a pompadour. And then when if you get done, you know, if you get tired going on the road, you can start your own hair product line and call it pompadour. I'd like to do that. Yeah. But I'd also like to have a van. 
Oh. That sells two whole donuts with oh, you yeah. guys. <laughs> you can have all of these things. One dream you at guys, a time. I know, and then you guys could do your show from the van. Oh, yeah, cool. we'll tour and around. Sell donuts. <laughs> Selling donuts. Yeah. People this is go, a great idea. I think it is a great idea. <laughs> and all you got to do is make a donut with two holes in it. I mean, it should be a good donut. But right. Are, are you sure those, it could be a sure? subpar donut. I mean, like, are you sure that's not an eight or an infinity? <laughs> it's a two-hole donut. Now back up. <laughs> oh, oh, that could be the name of the company, too. Infinity Donuts. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, my God. Right, infinity we've got, we've, Donuts. We've Double the holes And they come in donuts. boxes of eight. Yeah. What? All right. We've... So That's a baker's <laughs> undozen. <laughs> We've said too much. We've I've got too much, much to bleep out on this. All right, <laughs> Greg, thank you so much for coming in. I love you guys, and thank you for having me on. You know what? I always check when my press comes. I would have been like, I'm always like, oh, please, hopefully they'll have me back on. Oh, because it didn't. It wasn't in my. Time. It wasn't in my first round of press for some reason. My, oh. They left it off just accidentally. My heart was a little bit broken. Oh, oh never. That wasn't would never guys. be on our it wasn't, side. No, I fired my manager. <laughs> good. Yeah. I, don't need, I don't need to be hurt like that. <laughs> you don't need to go through that. Go You've through been that. hurt before. These are my business partners, you <laughs> dummy. <laughs> Thank you so much, Greg. Thanks, Greg. All right, we'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Greg Barrett is wonderful. He is very... Ju- like, you know somebody's funny, and then when you're sitting with them, you're like, okay, right, this motherfucker's genuinely really funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, really funny and just a really nice guy. Like, um, I'm not... I, I, we're not trying to, you know, say things that aren't true. We're, him off the air, just as nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, off the air. Just a really, really cool guy. So he's um, at Helium Comedy Club. Get your tickets to go see Greg. The stuff he was saying about his two daughters, how one of them isn't so bright. <laughs> it was totally reminding me of me and my sister, because I wasn't the necessarily bright one. My sister was, like, the oh, honors. Oh, uh, no, but my sister was the honor student, and I'm like, oh, I can totally identify with that a little bit. <laughs> You're not living with a drummer. Uh, <laughs> That's true. I am not. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so yeah, like we said, Greg, just just fantastic. Yes. Um, and well-dressed. Yes, very well-dressed. Mm-hmm. Very well-dressed. Well, Greg, you know, it's going to be, uh, we were talking about it with Mr. Barrett. It is Valentine's Day this weekend. You have any big plans there, chap? I'm working. Oh, yeah, you're doing your acting thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, for three straight days. After today, after this show... I have to go get a... Here's a little insight into Greg's world. It's real exciting. Is it going to be thrilling? Got to get my hair trimmed. Oh, boy. So it's easier to maintain. And then uh, then we'll be three straight days of... Uh, we'll be about 10-hour days cutting, uh, commuting there and back. And I have to study a whole bunch of lines tonight. Oh. It's a lot of lines. No, I'm serious. It's a lot of lines. Like, it's pages I have to memorize. Pages of Pages lines. and pages. Well, I'm very excited for I'm, you. No, I'm happy about it. I just... It's what I'm doing. That's you ask why, what I'm doing. And amongst many, many reasons, that's why I couldn't be an actor because mm. I can't memorize. I, yeah. I have such a hard time remembering anything. It's fun. I mean, I really do enjoy it. The memorizing part, that's that's part's a little stressful. Mm. Uh, yeah, from Monday, uh, I think I'll, I'll probably, put that in Sarah's court. Yeah. Um, I would say follow our Facebook, facebook.com slash funemploymentradio. I'm probably going to do something. Kept. We'll leave it to that. Yep. All right. There we go. So. Oh, yeah. It's being noted in chat. Nothing wrong with living with a drummer. And that's true. Uh, Stone and Jenny. You know, I was just joking <laughs> along with it. Um, it, was, it was a joke. <laughs> but no, that's always, that's like one of the oldest jokes ever. I mean, I remember in high school, everyone's always like joking about the drummer. No, the um, the joke about a drummer The drummer is, is the hot guy who always gets all the chicks. Mm, that's, well, I, okay, maybe. That's the one, that's what I always thought. Oh, all right. 
No, I think it's the bass player and lead singer that get all the chicks. But oh, I'm just okay. uh, going to dispute that just a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to be rude to your hair. Yeah, it's being even noted in the chat. It's the it's the bass player. So no, but I'm uh, the the old joke about drummers is what do you call a drummer without a girlfriend? What homeless? Ah, because they always are living with a girlfriend. Always, every drummer I have ever played with in any band has always been living with his girlfriend. Either they own. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's actually yeah. They've, I've never had a drummer without a girlfriend in the band. Oh, you know, I just realized. I know what I'm going to do on Monday for the show. <laughs> I'm going to do some sort. I'm going to pick a movie, uh, one that's uh, that's publicly available, so we can all watch it together. And then I'm going to do running commentary on a movie. Okay. On Monday for all the right. show. All right. Just because. Okay, cool. I think it sounds like fun. Okay, that was and a then great will idea, we put Corndog. that uh, out as a podcast or put that in the archive? Whatever you're doing with it. We'll figure I, that we'll, out. We'll figure out the logistics. Okay. It's, it'll get figured out. All right, sounds good. All right, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up out of London, Mario London. You know, it's going to be a good one when I start with an accent at the beginning. Is this your, is it your, so you're doing a British accent? No, I wish I could do accents as good as Greg Barrett. His Australian one was pretty good. Cancer. Oh, you saw it end everything with the upswing. Cancer. Um, all right, so this is out of merry old England. Um, England? Where apparently oh, kind of a they like to... Do, do in England? No, that's... Are you doing English or well, Australian? You just, I'm just trying to get through the day, man. If you just stop interrupting You're harshing my vibes, man. <laughs> Come on, Brodio. Harshing my mellow. My other car's a bong. All right, well, uh, this is uh, happened at a McDonald's in London. So McDonald's, which I guess is uh, more popular than I imagined, in London, is selling a bottle of its famously secretive Big Mac sauce. Did you know that it was famously secretive? No. The Big Mac sauce? I had it no is? clue. Uh, this is a, a big thing. I'm in going to assume it's like... Mayonnaise and ketchup and like horseradish or something. I, I don't know. I get everything without sauce. Well, I hate sauces. Craig, if you did get this sauce, it would cost you because they just sold on eBay a bottle of its Big Mac sauce for $95,000. What? $95,000. Wait, what? To just buy the Big Mac sauce? So McDonald's. It's just a jar of Big Mac sauce. Has never. Disclose the recipe for their secret sauce. They kept it under wraps. Even for though decades. they employ millions and millions of people, and okay, maybe they don't all know the sauce recipe, but I'm sure plenty of people do. Well, they uh, so McDonald's ended up placing a single bottle of the Big Mac sauce up for auction on the British version of eBay, and British the auction people. ended with a high bid of sixty-five thousand nine hundred pounds, which is equivalent to ninety-five thousand three hundred ninety-four American dollars. You know what? If they had wanted that, I would have been more than happy to buy like. 80 Big Macs and just like scrape off the sauce for them. Oh, I would totally scrape off the sauce. You for know, it. so it's a 25 ounce bottle, which is not that much. You, that's an investment of what, like a hundred dollars to yeah. scrape the sauce off of that. Or just can you just ask for the sauce on the side? Oh, and then keep that I could have, yeah, I just want to pour it into it. Like hit up every a bunch McDonald's of jars. in the city and keep going yeah. around in circles. I want 10 Big Macs, sauce on the side for all of them. I'll fill them up into a jar. Boom, I sell them. 95 grand or whatever it was. All right. Well, uh, the eBay. Description said this is the only bottle of Big Mac sauce that has ever been available to the public uh, in the UK and isn't available for sale anywhere else in the world. So they said the 25-ounce bottle will be shipped in a refrigerated container. 
And that's that. I just wanted to let you know that somebody spent almost $100,000 on a 25-ounce bottle of Big Mac sauce. Uh, that just It just makes me so angry that someone has that kind of money that that's what they're going to spend it on. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't have anything else to do today. hundred grand, chump change. You Let's buy what? some hamburger sauce. If I had a shit ton of money, I'd do this next thing that I have in the story. Because All right. we've talked about this too. This is something that I would, if I was wealthy, I would totally purchase a ticket for this, even though it's kind of in bad taste. Do you remember me talking about Titanic 2? Oh, Explain it again. Titanic 2, it was a, it's a replica of the famous Titanic cruise ship. Okay, the actual cruise ship they built, not the movie yes. Titanic so, 2. No, no, no. So uh, an Australian billionaire named Clive Palmer has been uh, specifically detailing Titanic 2 to be exactly like the original Titanic, which, of course, collided with an iceberg in 1912. So it's a, they built a full-size replica of the a ship. A full-size, perfect replica of the ship. So it was set to set course... In 2016. However, now he's still getting all the particulars together. So now its maiden voyage will be in 2018. But, I mean, surely the inner workings of the ship are modern, are they not? Or are they expecting this thing to collapse if it hits anything? I don't know. These are questions for billionaire Clive Palmer. Okay. I mean, if he's trying to exactly replicate it... So how much is a ticket to go on this Well, thing? let me tell you a little bit more, and then I'll, I'll give you the, the price. Uh, so Clive Palmer and the shipping company, Blue Star Line, have designed the ship to exactly resemble the original, which sank after colliding with an iceberg in April of 1912 during its maiden cruise. Now, while it doesn't deviate... Okay, here we go, Greg. Here's an answer to your question. While it doesn't deviate from the original visually... Titanic 2 will be four meters wider than the original and have a welded hull in order to keep up with modern safety standards, you know, so you don't crash into an iceberg. Oh, that's good. That's probably good. It's not authentic, though. Uh, Blue Star Line Global Marketing Director James McDonald uh, said the new Titanic will, of course, have modern evacuation procedures. That's the first thing everybody's going to think, too. It's like, how many lifeboats are on there? Yeah. Uh, Can we all get off there? But you would go on this? I would absolutely 100,000% go on it. Okay. But I'd be in, like, costume the whole time. What do you mean you'd be in costume? I mean, you would I'd dress, dress like, like Rose? Yes, I'd dr- It would be a boat full of roses, though. You I wouldn't know. be special. It's not like there would just be one rose. Maybe I'll dress like a chimney sweep. No, the key and is... And I'll go to the parties in steerage. The key is to be, like, one of the, like, five guys that shows up dressed as Jack, because you're going to clean up. Oh, man. I'll go as Jack. Dude, this is, like... I just want to like a fantasy in, cruise. I can dance an Irish jig. This is like a Titanic porn fantasy cruise. Yeah. Oh my god. And you know what? At the gift shop, they'll be selling the Heart of the Ocean, like blue necklaces. I want to be a Jack. Oh my god. Let me. I don't even know if I should say this on here. My mom. My mom brought this up to me that she saw a thing for a, for a side job. Apparently, there's a cruise line that's hiring um, single dudes to go on to dance with the ladies. <laughs> Because she said, because they go on cruises quite a bit. And she said, yeah, there's always like all these women that want to like ballroom dance. Can we dance. both do that? Because I well, bet there are old men who want to dance with no. ladies. No, the whole thing is there's way too many women that want to dance and there's not enough dudes. So they, she said they hire like five guys per cruise oh and they God. just stand there and they dance with all the ladies. And that's their job. And they get paid to do this. And she's like, you know, I want to take a week off. I bet you could go do that. I'm like, hey. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> That's not a bad wow. idea. Wow. <laughs> you should totally do that, by the way. 
All right, well, now it is uh, set to depart the Titanic 2, uh, the ship's maiden voyage. Oh, my gosh, you should totally do it in dresses, Jack Dawson. Have your sketch pad. Yeah. <laughs> Can I draw you? The um, problem is I'm a terrible artist, so it'd just be all like <laughs> But you got to take <laughs> like off your top figure. first. Let me draw your boobs. Stick figure <laughs> drawings with giant boobs. And like, you're beautiful. Anyway. <laughs> Let's go make love in an old-timey car on the, on the deck. <laughs> Let's go down to the carport now. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a bunch of cheap plastic, like, opal ray or whatever the necklaces. The, heart, the heart of the ocean, yes. Yeah, whatever. I'll buy a bunch of plastic ones of those, like, oh, excuse me, did you drop this? This is your heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my this God. Could so work now you're doing, well. like, a little, like, catch me if you can thing? Yeah, a little bit of catch Another me if you can Another Leonardo thing. DiCaprio movie. <laughs> uh, pretty much everything Leonardo DiCaprio's done. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Mix it with a little bit of that. Oh, Some romance. I'll woo You would get so laid on that. Oh, yeah. Just walk around with your sketch pad. Oh, absolutely. Oh, talk about the French prostitutes. I could probably even charge them for it. Oh, you could. When's this thing taking uh, off? So it's taking off in 2018, specific date to be determined. Uh, from China, it's going to head to Dubai. Wait, it, what? Why Why is it going from China? I don't know. Yeah, that's not right. That's not where the Titanic went. No, it's not. Maybe they're trying to avoid the collision course. To Dubai? So it's How going around? How creepy would that be to be on the Titanic 2 going over the remains of the original Titanic. That's some fucked up shit right that's there. That's like flipping off the dead, basically. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's disrespectful. Huh. So maybe that's why they're not going to do the same the same one. So it's going to carry 2,400 passengers and 900 crew members on the nine-floor, 840-cabin vessel. So uh, three tiers of tickets will be offered, just like they were on the original Titanic, including first, second, and third-class tickets, a.k.a. steerage. Okay. Uh, the Blue Star Line has reported offers as high as $900,000. What? For a chance to sail on the Titanic 2 on its maiden Dear voyage. Dear Titanic 2, how many jacks do you need? It's being pointed out by our friend Alex <laughs> saying there'll be 12 other douchey guys dressed like Jack. Yeah, but that's fine. The ratio still works. Oh, my God. The ratio still works out. That's, I know there'll be fellow jacks. We can trade tips. We'll have a jack meeting. I'm like, all right, man, so I'm going to hit up uh, the port side. Today, the portside lounges. I'm like, all right, cool. You got those. I'm going to go to the aft. I'll cover those. You hit the pool. So you'll be, be pool jack. You're pool jack. Uh, <laughs> you're ballroom jack. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're steerage jack. I just love saying the name. I want to be or bar jack. Bar jack? Yeah. I'm going to hang out in the bars. Oh, except for they wouldn't allow you in the bars because that's where all the men drink brandy and talk about being masters of the universe. You, where do sir, the women hang out? You, sir, are a Dawson of what? Chippewa Falls. I don't know what that means. Yeah, you're from Chippewa Falls, and you do not belong drinking with power name? players. Yes, Jack Dawson. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Pay attention much? No. No, I don't. I don't. To Titanic. I know. Anyway. <laughs> I did film a commercial where I was a Titanic Whore? enthusiast. Oh. No, not a... No. I, I see what you did there, but I'm not going to acknowledge it. Next up out of Spain, out of Cadiz, Spain, a Spanish man was able to skip work for six years going completely unnoticed until he failed to show up for an award that he was receiving for his 20 years of service at the company. Wait, say that again? A Spanish man has been fined and fired after his employer discovered that he had, in fact, not shown up at work <laughs> for six years Wow! without notifying anyone. That is... 
Is that just like a a six a years. clerical error? He just keeps getting paid. He, he kept getting paid. He kept cashing those paychecks. So this wow. man's name was Joaquin Garcia, a 69 year old engineer <laughs> at a, a municipal water company in Cadiz, was fined more than thirty thousand dollars after his employer discovered that he hadn't reported that he hadn't reported for work for six years while attempting to present him with an award for twenty years of service. Showing up at the municipal water plant like. <laughs> Why is everything dusty? What's happening? <laughs> well, wait, six years and the fine's 30 grand. I mean, if he had saved up for that, that's still pretty good for not showing up to work. I don't know what his salary was. Okay, so it says the maximum you know? fine represents only slightly less than only one year of his annual salary. He was raking in $41,000 a year. Damn. And he's only being fined. So that's 41000 So that's uh, times 246000 Yeah, 246000 He's being fined $30,000. So basically, he got that's away worth with it. it. He got, Dude, yeah. I'll pay a thirty thousand dollar cut to get two hundred sixteen grand. I guess is what you'd end up with. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. So his employers at the water company believed he was being supervised by local authorities, while Deputy Mayor uh, Jorge Fernandez thought it was uh, thought the opposite to be true. So both people on either side of it thought that somebody else was monitoring this, <laughs> <laughs> monitoring Joaquin Garcia. Uh, so according to the BBC, uh, now local newspapers have called Joaquin Garcia uh, El Funcionario Fantasma, or the Phantom Official. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So he said... What terrible oversight. Oh, I yeah. mean, I'm I'm assuming the management's going to get fired for that, for not catching it oh, in yeah. six years. And they're only The being, guy never showed up so for So basically, a they just lost, they're getting back $30,000. So they gave someone $210,000. To do nothing. To, uh, yeah, to earn $16,000 yeah. to do nothing. Uh, so Joaquin Garcia, when asked why he didn't show up to work, he said it was a combination of office bullying related to his family's politics and lack of work for him to do, clearly, because if he didn't do the job for six years and no one no noticed, one like, saw it. there <laughs> isn't a job to do. Uh, so it said that's what caused what he's calling his extended absence. <laughs> uh, he did not report these, con- uh, these conditions in fear of losing his job. So he well, said uh, he yeah. would. He said he would show up on occasion from time like every once in a while, but spent his days uh, studying philosophy. So Garcia wrote to the mayor and requested not to pay the fine and is seeking a review of the court's ruling. I say you just <laughs> cut Take, your losses, yeah. man. Take the fine. You're sitting at home studying philosophy and you made two hundred and ten thousand dollars. I mean, I'm sure he didn't save it, but at that point, just pay the fine. Just pay the. fine. And I do have one more story. And this one is an actual world of crazy because this is nuts. And I am fascinated by this. And I know you are, too, because we've talked about this before. Um, A bunch of people sent this to me. It's the story of the feet that keep washing up on the shores uh, in the northwest here. In British Columbia. Oh, actually, I have one more story after that. Sorry, I just realized I had that. Yeah, explain that backstory for anybody who doesn't know. All right, so a severed foot, which was still inside of a running shoe, is the 13th dismembered foot to wash up on the shore of British Columbia since 2007. This is the 13th severed foot that they have found in less than 10 years washed up on the shore. So the shoe, it's a newer one, was sold in North America somewhere in 2013, leading authorities to believe that the person who the severed foot was attached to died somewhere between 2013 and December of last year. So preliminary examination suggests that the foot separated naturally from the rest of the body, a result of a prolonged immersion in water. 
So the foot was found by on February 7th by a family walking along Botanical Beach on Vancouver Island. Oh, yeah. Like, is that by the uh It's like, oh, what is that? Is, that uh, is it like a beautiful rock? No, it's a severed foot. <laughs> uh, so her and her husband picked up the shoe and didn't... Uh, so a woman, Charlotte Stevens, said that she and her husband picked up the shoe and didn't notice anything unusual at first. He brought it out onto the beach where we had to look at it for about five minutes. And we thought, well, that almost looks like there's something in there. And they realized it was actually a human foot with bones still attached in there. <laughs> the coroner's office is working with local authorities to identify uh, the person and try to determine the cause of death. So the backstory is dismembered feet have sparked numerous theories about what can be causing the grizzly discoveries. People are speculating that it ranges from natural disasters, such as the tsunami in 2004, to drug dealers, serial killers, human traffickers. They don't know how these feet are, are showing up. So to date, I think we got a Northwest Dexter. Well, to date, authorities have been able to identify ten of the thirteen feet, but there are three. Oh, who really? Are still, they identified the. So they've been able to identify some of them. However, the so cause, what are they? The cause of death is unknown. What's a common thing with the people? Like, what are they? Doesn't say anything in common. I but mean, they gotta have of, something in common if all their bodies ended up in the in the ocean right outside British Columbia. Yeah. I don't know if that's like the direction of the water. Like, does everything kind of m- merge there? Well, but yeah, where? How are their bodies getting dumped in there? That's not an accident. Maybe they're traveling from somewhere else. So I'm thinking if it's like the like, flow chart, if you could see like maybe where the water comes from. Well, it's got to be from the ocean. I mean, well, yeah, the or ocean. the currents. Yeah, I, where, I where are the currents taking them from? So it could the be current from comes from Alaska, I believe. Well, then maybe they're chopping up people's feet in Alaska. That would make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so see. that's where it's somebody's going to vastly correct me on that. I really don't know the mm-hmm. current flow of this. Uh, so coroner's offices have come out and said, in none of the cases, any foul play was involved. How do they even know that? You're finding feet in shoes. Yeah, they wouldn't. Oh, so there's a cover up. Oh. Oh, because yeah, there's no way you could concretely rule out. Oh, we got ourselves a cover up. Mm-hmm. So the police are involved. They know who the serial killer is. Maybe it's just like somebody, you know, some higher ups. Like, Okay, the current there would come from the North Pacific. Are you seriously over there looking at the currents mm-hmm, right now mm-hmm. during our live show? Yep, yep, I'm pulling it up. Oh, my God. Yeah, it comes from the Pacific and comes in inland, so it's not... It could could be from Alaska. There's a, a bit of a swirly current up there. That's what we call it in technical terms. A swirly current? <laughs> You're such an idiot. Um, hmm. I'm going to crack this case. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I need some more info, though. All right. And I do finally have one last story, and it's out of Florida. But it's like the least Floridy, 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 Florida story. I got it. The most Florida of Floridy? It's the least Floridy, Florida story. Okay. Because it's actually kind of funny. Okay. So uh, there's a big party going on this week at a Goodwill uh, in Florida where they're throwing a donate your ex's stuff for Valentine's Day party, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. All right. So um, Goodwill vice president said in a press release, we wish all those people in happy relationships to have a very, very happy Valentine's Day. However, if you're not in one, we encourage everyone else to clean out their closet and donate to Goodwill and start fresh. So the campaign began Wait, with the party. How do they know it's ex's stuff and they're not just like, oh, I'm pissed off at my girlfriend, so I'm going to take all her crap and I'm just going to donate it? Well, that would be a horrible thing to do. Well, yes, it would, but I mean. Well, you don't get anything from it. I mean, they're just donating stuff, but they're saying they're giving them the opportunity. 
Like, hey, if you've been looking for an excuse to try and get rid of your ex's shit, you can come here, have some free cookies, and maybe meet a special someone who's also donating their ex's stuff. <laughs> you never know. So all the items donated during the drive will be sold in local Goodwill stores in Florida. The organization stresses that it is not liable for the items donated by people other than their rightful owners. Pablo, so honey, come to Florida. Yeah, so that's a, they're saying, like, oh, if they donate it to us, that's not that's not our bad. Shouldn't have left your stuff where it could have been donated. By a possibly awful person. By a possibly awful person. <laughs> so this uh, campaign started on Monday featuring food, drinks, and music. So, yeah, so if you're in Florida and you want to get rid of somebody's stuff that you don't like anymore, legally, don't give away people's stuff without them knowing that's just me. I think it's 90 days. It has to be at your place for 90 days. I have a lot of ex-roommate stuff. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you can donate it. No, All right, Well, I there you go, my it. friends. That's your world of crazy. Crazy. It was an excellent world of crazy, sir. Thank you, Greg. I really it appreciate it. It was excellent. It. Well I do done. have one more thing that I wanted to do, though, too. Okay. Because it, you know, we were talking about how it's, you know, it is going to be Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, yes, the day of romance maybe, maybe created by the meet, car companies. Maybe you'll uh, meet somebody on set. Then they can be your Valentine. Hmm. Maybe. That could be awkward, though. Maybe you should, uh, like, bring some flowers with you and, like, put them in your backpack. And then, and I'm going like, to give flowers to one of my coworkers and on And then set find and somebody then... that you like, you hit it off with, and then you're like, oh, by the way, I brought these for you, but you didn't really know. Oh, uh, I brought these for you. And then she'll say no, and then I have to work with her a full another day after that. No, Valentine. Oh, full yeah, I guess yeah. you are working on Monday. That's going to make for an awkward... I'm going to make it as awkward as I possibly can. Maybe I'll just overly hit on someone. Really? No. No. That would be... Yeah, I don't, I don't think that... <laughs> oh, I just uh, brought you some flowers for your Valentine's Day. <laughs> Excuse me, I've been thinking about you, and I think you're very beautiful. <laughs> I, my forehead also looks a little shiny. Will you please blot it for me? <laughs> <laughs> it could be a magical time. I'm just saying, never hurts to be right prepared. okay thank you that's great advice Sarah I appreciate that advice <laughs> what is yeah oh this sounds magical mm-hmm. uh, this sounds like silk stockings music it's Kenny G man do you know what silk stockings is yes of course I remember silk, silk stockings okay. probably a lot of people don't know it was on the USA channel like at 9 o'clock because it was risque what was the one on um, Showtime Red Shoe Diaries I don't know. I didn't have Showtime. I uh, you didn't have fancy TV either. No, but I knew what it was because I had friends who had it. I I don't know. Okay, enough. You're not going to Google it right now. Oh, yeah. No, I'm totally Googling it right now. All right. Well, I do have some. So I found these. And you know something? Yes, it was do. Red Shoe Diaries. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad that you figured that out in real time. No, it's basically like romance novels only filmed. Okay. And there would be an hour and it would be music like this. And passion would ensue. And it'd be these long shots. They never actually showed really much. Of course they didn't. But, but they, they showed it through like a gauzy all, curtain. Yeah, a gauzy curtain. And mm. then they'd zoom in. And it'd last like 15 minutes, the love scene. Not that you were timing or anything. No. All right, I have some interesting goddamn Valentine's Day facts. All right. These Your are ones that I've never... Music. Yeah, that I've never uh, seen before. What? One other fact. What? David Duchovny was involved in that. Okay. Can I talk now? Uh, yeah. All right, here's some fun facts about Valentine's Day that you can use maybe for talking points on the set, Greg. Oh, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yes, all right. 
While the color red is commonly associated with Valentine's Day, now it's because red is the color of blood. Oh. And it was once believed that the heart is where the feeling of love originates. Okay. All right. During the Middle Ages, men and women would draw names from a bowl on Valentine's Day to determine their Valentine and then wear those names on their sleeve for a week. Wait. Thus, coining the phrase, wearing your heart on your sleeve. That is, that's not true. That's like it a Dr. True. Science fact. I found it on the internet. It is true. Valentine's Day hasn't been around since the Middle Ages. It is, it, it is, no. The oldest known Valentine dates back to the 1400s and is on display in London at the British Museum. No, it's, I'm. Are you saying that the British Museum is lying? Yes, I'm saying the British Museum is lying to us. The British Museum, the home of the Rosetta Stone, which based all language. You're saying that's they're not liars, true either, but that's, um, that's not that's not true. The Rosetta Stones at the oh my god, I'm not even going to get into this anyway. So that's what it is. Where your heart on your. Skin. So you're saying they, it started off as a swingers party. It was not a swingers party. Well, if the names are in the bowl, you get put it in the hole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow. Did you know that every year thousands of valentines are addressed to Juliet and sent to Verona, Italy? Which, of course, is the home of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Really? People do that? Mm-hmm. Dear Juliet. I love you, Juliet. A Cupid, of course, typically displayed as a chubby cherub, is the Roman god of desire and affection whose Latin name means love in English. Lace is a common fabric associated with Valentine's Day. You know that? Remember, like, gluing lace onto construction paper? Yeah, I remember doing that. Well, that's because it comes from the Latin word laces, meaning to catch. Jeez. Oh. I don't know. The qua, whatever. As in to catch someone's heart. You put lace on there? Sure. Like fancy lingeries? About one billion Valentines are exchanged each year, making Valentine's Day the second largest card holiday. With, of course, Christmas being the first. Christmas, there about... A billion Valentine's Day cards are exchanged? A billion Valentine's uh, Day cards are exchanged. Uh, but around Christmas, it's twice that much. So there are two billion Christmas cards that are sent. Physicians in the 1800s, so you know how chocolate is also... so. We gave you the red. We gave you the lace. Chocolate is also associated with yeah, Valentine's why is Day. That? Uh, because physicians in the 1800s... Ladies love chocolate. Because physicians in the 1800s recommended that patients depressed over lost love eat chocolate to feel better. I found this one really interesting. Now, you know when you see people signing like XOXO? Which, what, yeah. what does that mean? Uh, kisses and hugs. Yes, that's right. No, Isn't a kiss and X and the hug is an O? XOXO is a common sight on love notes symbolizing kisses and hugs. However, it is said XOXO. that the X comes from medieval times when people who didn't know how to write couldn't sign their name, so they would write an X on yeah. the line and then kiss it to, sh to show sincerity. Okay. So they write the X and then kiss it, which is why that represents the kisses. I still Are you don't even believe listening? That. No, I'm listening to this. I just don't believe it. 189 million roses are sold each year in the U.S., and 15% of women send flowers to themselves on Valentine's Day. Oh. The rose is the go-to Valentine's Day flower, as it was the favorite flower of Venus, the Roman goddess of love. And finally, on average, 220,000 people. How do you think, it, how do you think that sentence ends? 
220,000 people in the U.S.? On a, a 200, okay, 220,000 couples. What happens on Valentine's Day? They make sweet love? No, of course they make sweet love. No, all right. 220,000 couples on average in the world get, get engaged, engaged on Valentine's Day. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen and other. Listen to Kenny G. Yeah, let him soothe your love. He's real soothy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very Red Shoe Diary-like. You're obsessed with this red shoe diary thing. Welcome to silk stockings. I only like my porn softcore through gauze (laughs) curtains, and you don't really see anything, but it's real hot. It's basically those shows were they were basically designed to be like a peeper. No, silk stockings. Because it was like be filmed through a window or like yeah through like gauze. It's like you're hanging out in the room, but you don't want to be seen. Like like I remember the beginning of silk stockings where she's like pulling up her stockings, Mm -hmm. and it's like some sexy trumpet music or saxophone. (laughs) Sexy trumpet music. (laughs) I don't. Is that a thing? Sure. <laughs> sexy trumpet music. <laughs> he wooed me with this sexy trumpet music. Ooh. Ooh. What? No. Welcome to Silk Stockings. I want to be the narrator for Silk Stockings. Amanda was very lonely. Amanda Her was very and, lonely? Yeah, yeah. It'd be something like that. I'll come up with some. I have to write them out. I don't want to give everything away. All right. Well, Greg will be acting. James was there to take care of the pool. It was a hot, sticky summer night. That's All right. sexy, right? Well, Greg will be acting on Monday, so yes. you won't be here. But I'll be here. I don't. I'll be here one o'clock. Let's do something fun. I'm gonna figure out something fun to do, and we'll do it. There it is. It'll be a good time. I'll make sure that I post an advance too. I'm probably going to do a movie review, but I'll make sure that it's one that's wi- widely available, or at least give you some time. I'll let you know by like Sunday night what movie it's going to be, and so that way we can all watch it together. Okay. All right. Also, uh, a couple of other quick notes. One, we appreciate uh, everybody who can subscribe to the Fun Employment Radio Network. It is $6.99 a month. The first week is free. You can sign up. You get a username, password. You get access to archives, live stream, all of that stuff, and all the wonderful shows on the network. Like special secret shows, too, like yeah. my one on Monday? Yes. Um, if you do subscribe over the weekend, uh, just a quick note. You will get your username and password probably late at night or early in the morning just for this weekend because uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I am gonna. don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. When I'm on set. And I don't know how to do it, so Greg has to do it. I'll be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, please subscribe, six ninety nine a month. Also, set aside Thursday, February, February 25th. 25th for... Okay, that's enough. The Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night. Yeah! Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night happening at the Landmark Saloon on February 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, signups are 6. The uh, The bingo starts at 6.30. We free to play. Free to play. We have great prizes. Thank you. There's been so many people coming down. It is fantastic. This one is sponsored by Paps Blue Ribbon, mm-hmm. which we really, really appreciate Paps yeah, Blue Ribbon we're, for uh, for covering this one. It's great. And for being a deliciously hydrating beverage. It is a wonderfully mm-hmm. hydrating beverage. And they will be on special there on Bingo Night at the Landmark Saloon. Yeah. February 25th, Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night. Bingo Night. Put it in your calendars. Mark it down. Romeo, Romeo. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? I forgot. I Never mind. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. <laughs> we'll be back. I'll be back Monday with more fun employment radio. Yeah. <laughs> Dot com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>